Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who have finished all ten seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am Laura the Human. And I'm KK, also the human. This is Chapter 2.9, The Other Tarts, boarded by Akko Castuera and Tom Herpich. In this episode of Come Along With Me, these toters of tarts aren't very smart, but they do have a lot of heart. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. There is one delicacy in the Candy Kingdom that stands above all others, the royal tarts. They are only ever served at the back rubbing ceremony and are so delicious that many villains will risk their lives for a single bite. If they are not delivered to the party, PB will have her head chopped off. Previously, Princess Bubblegum entrusted the royal tart toter to this important task, but he's gone senile in his old age, so she's assigned the task to Finn and Jake. The pair comes up with a brilliant plan. They set Cinnamon Bun along the safe, expected path with a bag filled with poisoned tarts. They, meanwhile, will carry the real ones along a dangerous route no one would expect them to take, therefore protecting the tarts from thieves. Of course, the path is filled with many tart thieves that our heroes are awful at avoiding, including a group of hungry vagabonds, monsters hiding in a cave, and a butterfly armed with a laser gun. They lose all the tarts, but vow to storm the ceremony and save Princess Bubblegum. When they arrive, however, they're already cutting the tarts. The poisoned ones they gave Cinnamon Bun. Only it turns out they gave the real tarts to him by mistake. Everyone enjoys the tarts, except for the many paralyzed thieves, and PB admits she lied about getting her head chopped off so they wouldn't snack on the desserts themselves. Finally, the royal tart toter arrives at the party, wielding a squirrel and a pigeon, and performs a moving soliloquy about our place in the universe and the nature of sweetness. I'll be honest, I really love the ending of this episode. Me too, it's so good. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think we could make an argument that it's, like, ableist or something, and, like, I, I'm totally, that's a valid interpretation, but I don't know. It's so weird and silly, and it makes me laugh every time. <laughs> I wrote the whole, the whole speech, because I want, if you haven't heard this episode in a while, if you haven't watched this episode in a while, it's very good. The cosmic dance of bursting decadence and withheld permissions twists all our arms collectively, but if sweetness can win, and it can, then I'll still be here tomorrow to high-five you yesterday, my friend. Peace. <laughs> and, like, there are so many little details I like. Like, the way that Princess Bubblegum is Jurassic Parking, like, being like, you can't see or hear, but if he, but he senses movement. <laughs> he senses movement. <laughs> And, like, there's a bookend at the beginning and end with both opening and ending soliloquies having, like, this space setting with, like, candy in the void. But in the ending, LSP is just floating there in the background. <laughs> yeah, why is she there? I guess because it's Lumpy Space? I mean, Lumpy Space is the crux of the Adventure Time universe. We can't forget that. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. The anti-elemental. The anti-elemental. So no, a lot of this episode, I can take or leave it, but man, that ending makes it makes it all so beautiful. What was your favorite part? I mean, I just told you the ending. The ending? <laughs> yeah, you? 
I just like that Jake is so supportive of Finn's awful plans. <laughs> like the second one where he's like, no one would ever expect us to go into the scary cave. So let's go. And Jake goes, you're on a roll today, buddy. <laughs> After they're losing s- half their tarts already to the first group of thieves. So stupid. They are so, <laughs> so, so stupid. I need this listed. Like the way that Finn is so paranoid about being thieves that he goes and, like, just starts beating up a random group of people who otherwise wouldn't have noticed or interacted with them at all. They're in the desert of doom, which goes quite well with the scary dark forest. It does. Um, I noticed that the desert of doom looked like it used to be some sort of body of water. Oh, really? There were all sorts of boats lying around. Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I mean, depressing. More like, uh, you know, it's cool in a in a world building type of way. Yeah, but I was also curious because there was all these like weird, I don't even know what to call them, formations. It looked like a whole bunch of sticks stacked on top of each other. If those sticks are like giant made out of rocks and hmm. like a whole bunch of the boats are like perched on them and they didn't look like anything natural. So I had a lot of questions about what exactly had been going on there. Seems like some magic biz. Seems like some magic viz, yeah. I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. What type of tarts do you think they were? Strawberry? I I was, I kept oscillating between vanilla cream with raspberry je- jelly or like a white strawberry cheesecake deal. I gotta confess, I'm not a big tart fan. Well, I mean, the thing about tarts is they're basically just mini pies. I'm not a big eat. pie fan. All right, KK, I'm sorry podcast is over now (laughs) it's been a good run but i can't i can't continue in good conscience to be friends with a pie disliker that's fair i i get it it's been fun (laughs) so kk there has been much discussion about how princess bubblegum isn't always perhaps we could say a paragon of virtue (laughs) okay But I feel like this episode, she does a lot of ethically shady things, not out of her usual conniving nature, but out of just incompetence. (laughs) Like, this is peak incompetence for her, I feel. Yeah, the, the most incompetent she maybe is in the whole show. Maybe is in the whole show. Like, first of all, she entrusts Finn and Jake with this. I don't know why she doesn't just make a new tart toter. Or do it herself. Or do it herself. Or ask Lady Rainicorn. I assure you, Lady would be 70% more effective. (laughs) For some reason, she keeps the tarts in this anti-grav backpack, which, I mean, I guess it keeps the tarts from being, like, smushed. But it's see-through. It's so easy to notice that the people are carrying tarts. Put, like... A cover on it. Okay? Also, the factory where all the tarts are made, she just has poison vials lying around. <laughs> lots of them. Like, lots of Like, that's not good food safety. <laughs> also, I noticed in her laboratory, there was a, a random, you know, lab tech doodad that I think she modeled after herself. (laughs) Like it was pink and vaguely humanoid and it was wearing something on its like 
quote-unquote head looked like the same goggles she was wearing. So, it's not like we don't know that PB has a pride issue, but... Yeah, but also, PB being conceited is one of her lesser flaws. Is it? (laughs) I guess you're right. I guess it all feeds into each other. Yeah, I don't know. I would argue that it's a big part of why she does many of the things that she does. This is the first time we hear that cinnamon bun is half-baked. Yeah. I mean, I kind of appreciate the pun, I guess. Yeah, I guess. They're kind of mean to CB, though. I I know. I like that style of humor, personally. I know. I'm really glad that he gets his own... Redemption is not not the right word, but his own arc of, like, self-actualization. It, it so much feels with that that he always had this potential, but everybody was so dismissive and rude to him that he was never able to meet it, you know? Yeah. Which, I don't know, I feel is maybe accidentally a commentary on a lot of, you know, ableism. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, right. maybe they, maybe not so accidental, maybe they realized the way they were treating him in earlier seasons was ableist, so... Yeah, which obviously I, I, I'd, uh, I'd appreciate. But yeah, I never like it when it's like one person in a ensemble cast that just gets kind of... Dunked on. Dunked on. Like, the one that always stands out to me is Jerry from Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Where everyone is just really, really mean to him for, I guess, being fat. <laughs> I mean, basically... <laughs> And then, uh, like, similar, another Michael Schur show, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, has Sully and I forget the other guy, which, again, they aren't dunked on just for being fat. They're also dunked on for their racism, sexism, and, like, general grossness. But in which case, it's like, well, if they're that awful, fire them. Yeah. Uh, And it is not funny. (laughs) So... That's that's my that's my position on that vi- trope. What is funny is Jake shapeshifting a little umbrella out of his head. That was cute. Yeah, that was cute. Uh, I really love the trope, even though it's done in like every cartoon ever, where you're like walking in a scary dark cave and the light turns on and there's a bunch of monsters all around. I really and you love just that. see the characters' eyes. Yes. <laughs> Finn, did you just, what is it? Hey, Finn, did you just lick me all the way up my arm? Huh, okay. (laughs) I mean, in fairness, siblings sometimes just do that. Yeah, no, it's true. But Finn says he didn't, so. Yeah, I mean, I trust him. I like how sad, like, I feel Finn knows he's not exactly the brightest bulb in the in the drawer. He does um, say, I'm not saying I'm brilliant, but it's a brilliant, <laughs> pretty brilliant plan, I think. Yeah, I feel a little sorry. Like, this was maybe one of the stronger self-confidence he had in one of his plans, and I'm sorry, buddy. You, you, I'd say you get there, but I don't really think you do, but you try. That's There's important. actually, um, I don't know if it's officially a mo, but I think it's yeah. a mo at, during the Campfire Thieves and JJ. So JJ. So maybe that was like a competitor. Maybe, like, yeah. Like if uh, this, if BMO is the Nintendo, this is the Sega. Of this yeah, universe. I like that. Yeah, I picked up on some linguistics. It's usually you who does that, but everything's bazoobs. Ooh, I hadn't caught that one. I'd caught tote sweet, which I liked as being a, a bit of a pun. Mm-hmm, on toot sweet. Well, that and also like they're toting sweets. 
I mean, it's also a pun on Toot Sweet, which reminds me, did you ever watch the film version of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Uh, when I was a young, young lass. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I watched it too, but there was definitely a song called Toot Sweet, and they were like, they, they were like little flutes made out of candy cane, and as a six-year-old, I thought that was the cleverest pun. <laughs> oh man, I probably sang that so often and really annoyed my family. The voice of the tart toter is Stephen Root. He's a couple voices in King of the Hill, among many other roles. He's also the mm. stapler guy from Office Space. <laughs> and what? uh, I, what's Office Space? Oh, it's a crude comedy from I want to say the two thousands. You could never handle it because of your uh, sensitivity to cringe humor, but it's pretty <laughs> funny. Not for right, kids. I'll, Not for I'll kids. Take, okay. And then Stephen Root also ends up voicing Martin in a couple episodes in the future. Well, you know, I've always really liked Martin's voice acting. Me too. I mean, I don't really like much of the rest of his character. Like, I I like how it's done. I don't like the character, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think Finn Jake and Princess Bubblegum might be the villains of this episode. (laughs) (laughs) They might be. (laughs) Like, so many people... Some of which were just, like, starving vagabonds out in the desert get, like, paralyzed for life just because they're incompetent and wanted to have some fancy tarts at a party. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, The most important part of the episode, of course, is that Princess Bubblegum is wearing a cupcake dress. I was about to say, what's that sentient piece of gum wearing now? A dress that looks exactly like a tart. (laughs) It's pretty great. It's pretty great, yeah. All right, I have a media wreck because you know what I love, KK? What? I love candy worlds in fiction. Ooh, okay. They're They're always delightful, in my opinion. They're always just very cute and delightful. And unfortunately, I feel like they're kind of not used a lot, but I love the film Wreck-It Ralph partly because it has a really cool Candy World setting. Yes, it is very cool. Yeah. uh, If you don't know the film, it's about a video game character, a video game villain specifically in an arcade game, who gets tired of being treated like a villain and basically decides to, you know, head out and become a hero and shenanigans ensue. It's quite delightful. It's quite delightful. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like that one. So that's my work for today. Thank you for joining KK and Laura the Humans on Come Along With Me. You can email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three. And Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok, and Facebook at Adventure Time Pod. Now come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Thank you.